0: journey around the theme of receiving and giving, so some of you will um, have some of these books and be kind of um, journeying through the scriptures each week, and so, um, spoilers, you'll know that tonight we're talking about Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Now, um, yeah, last week was Pentecost, and Bishop Justin was here, and he was talking about, I guess, us receiving the Spirit, and then um, the people being kind of scattered out from there, so this theme of receiving and going. And tonight, um, we're kind of looking at receiving, but the thing is that they're kind of both completely bound up together. Um, Yeah, this week, I was like, God, I really need your direction on um, kind of producing a sermon and having something to say about this. And God was like, I just want you to receive like healing for this thing over here. I was like, ah, God, but this over here, come on. Um, So sometimes um, what we receive from God is maybe not what. (laughs) We sort of feel like we want at that time, and it takes... Um, humility to actually go with, with God's leading. Anyway, that's all just in a slide. Um, so if you've got your seasonal guide here, or if you have a Bible, or if you have an app that has a Bible inside it, come um, with me to John 13, and we will read. So, John 13. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. "'drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. "'He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, "'Lord, are you going to wash my feet?' "'Jesus replied, "'You don't realize now what I'm going to do for you, "'but later you will understand.' "'No,' said Peter, "'you shall never wash my feet.' "'Jesus answered him, "'Unless I wash you, you have no part with me.' "'Then, Lord,' said Simon Peter, "'not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well.' now that I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So, what's going on here? For one thing, um, context is set that these guys jesus and his disciples are in this room uh, for passover they've kind of hired a room or come across um, some sort of upper room where they're having a meal together so what's the deal with having meals together in this, this foot washing business well um when we have people over to our house um we have kind of the sign up and a whole bunch of shoes all the way up the stairs, um, which kind of gives you either the, the written cue or the kind of social cue um, that it's appropriate to take off your shoes when you're at our house. Um, and a kind of similar thing would have happened back in Jesus' day. People would arrive at the house of someone and they would take off um, their kind of old sort of manky sandals, which would probably have kind of... Feces of like human and animal nature on them, and dust, and all sorts of things, because we're thinking pre-sewage um, systems here. Everybody, so um, people would arrive and they would take off their shoes, and there would normally be a slave um, who would wash your feet. So back in the day, people um, often would have servants, and they were usually <coughs> slaves. washing um, someone's feet was considered like a pretty gross and like beneath you job. So. In the context of Jesus and his disciples on this night, no one's had their feet washed. There's no servant or slave that they have with them, and so it's kind of like, okay, there's no one here that's lowly enough to take up this job, so we're all just going to sit down to dinner um, without that having happened. And then Jesus steps up from the table and takes off this kind of outer garment and, and finds a towel and sets about washing the disciples' feet. Now, this would have been, for them, quite an awkward moment. Um, He is their Lord and their Rabbi, and I suspect would have probably been a moment where they would have thought, ah, it didn't really feel appropriate to wash Jesus' feet, because that was kind of beneath me, and that's gross, and that's the work of a slave, but it's even more awkward to have Jesus washing my feet. I don't know if you guys can think of an experience of where someone has um, maybe given you something um, and you've just been like, I can't receive this, this is too awkward. Um, But this is kind of the dynamic that's going on at this moment. And so there's this interesting thing here where, where later in the passage we hear Jesus say, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am but he's kind of flipping what it means to be a teacher and a Lord. The disciples have been with Jesus now um, for for several years and they've heard him say, the last shall be first, but still they're having trouble getting it. And here, um, just before he's going to the cross, he knows that um, Judas Iscariot has um, betrayed him. He knows that imminently he is about to be um, taken away by the authorities and he's gonna go to his death. And he chooses this action of humble love for his disciples and his last meal with them together, flipping on its head the power structures in the room and being um, yeah, just sort of generous and humble to the last. And I think um, there's a sort of beautiful foreshadowing that we see in this passage, because Jesus takes on this humbling action of washing the disciples' feet. He ties a towel around his waist and he wipes the dirt off the disciples' feet and brings it onto this towel that he's wearing. The sense that um, (coughs) kind of what is on them is going to be on him now. Soon he would be going to the cross. He says to Peter as he washes his feet that, you know, right now you don't understand what's happening, but soon you will. He is about to make himself so low. Jesus is signifying to him that something is about to happen. He's about to choose an absolutely humiliating death on their behalf. And he wants them to know his love for them as he chooses this. That he is choosing to love them and choosing to serve them. Now a few weeks ago um, I shared about Jesus' ascension and about how we can only really understand Jesus' kind of coming in power and being seated in power by realising that first Jesus came um, so low. And I'm just going to read that passage from um, two Philippians again because it's just so what's happening here. Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. Jesus shows what kind of teacher and Lord he is. A servant teacher, a servant lord, a servant king. And so tonight, I think, I was thinking about this this week, and um, it just felt like the best way to come to grips with this was actually just to do foot washing, <laughs> because um, you can talk about things, but actually experiencing something is a different kind of knowing, and so We're going to do foot washing, but also we're going to include hand washing. Now, this is partially just um, for the convenience, because, you know, stockings. um, This is partially partially also because we keep our feet, like, locked away in shoes and socks a lot of the time, except for, like, Flora and a few other people that work the barefoot life. And we can be quite, like... Protective of our feet, and so I was conscious that it would be like quite out the gate uncomfortable for some people to have their feet washed, and so wanted to have another option. Um, so partially pastoral concerns there, um, looking out for you guys, but also um, the symbolism stands. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about hands. So the reason, one of the reasons I'm going to include hands is because in biblical times, people considered the hands and the feet as the kind of zones of um, human activity. They were the symbols of, I guess, your action and your movement in the world. So when your feet were washed at someone's house, (laughs) the traces of where you'd been were washed off. And there was a sense of kind of being where you are. And um, during a whole bunch of different kind of um, rituals and and prayer practices, people would use water um, as a kind of ritual cleansing of hands and feet. So um, this was kind of a common symbol. And we get this, right? Like if you are going to um, yeah, a bunch of different places, water is used as a, as a symbol for kind of um, cleanliness, not just for hygienic reasons, but kind of in a, a spiritual sense. Um, so if you go to an Urapa, often there'll be um, water there for kind of cleansing um, when you come and go. And, yeah, for me, I find it really satisfying sometimes just to, like, wash my hands well, even if they're not that dirty, just kind of symbolically. And so, yeah, this kind of use of, like, washing your hands and your feet um, in ritual was a way of symbolising that the old has gone and that there was kind of a a fresh slate. Um, Who here is familiar with the play Macbeth? A few people. So um, I remember in high school we had this kind of awkward situation where in um, year 11, we had way too many people that wanted to do drama. There was a new drama teacher, and she was really great, and so there was just, like, a surplus of drama kids. And so this creative solution was come up with where um, there was two classes. The first class would do the first half of the play, and the second class would do the second. So there was double of every character. So, like, I'm sure coming along as someone in the crowd would have been absolute carnage, kind of like track like who's this person, like different costumes, different people, and it's kind of Shakespearean English, so like you're struggling already, um, but there's this bit where um, Lady Macbeth is feeling this kind of intensity of guilt, because she's convinced her husband that he should go and kill the king, and then her husband goes and kills the king, and she's like, Aah! and um, there's a scene where she's like furiously washing her hands and saying, Ow, damn spot. Just like my hands are dirty and <clears throat> there is kind of blood on my hands figuratively and it needs to go. I have this guilt and this weight on me. And there's this kind of sense that we have of, of needing to be cleansed. And hands can be kind of that symbol of, um, I guess, carrying things and, and weight. And so, yeah, as well as the awkwardness about our feet. And so, yeah, I just want to frame up two two reasons tonight why I think um, this can be a meaningful way for us to meet with God. And the first is about receiving, and the second is about giving. And so, coming back to Jesus, Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. Just prior to um, the passage we read tonight, Jesus is talking to the disciples about his relationship with the Father. And he says, um, when people look at me, they see the one who sent me. So he's like, I am the one you see. Um, I'm the one whose nature you're coming to know. And I um, am the kind of embodiment of the character of the one who sent me. He talks to them about how his actions and his words reveal God's nature. He says, for I did not speak on my own, of my own accord, but of the accord of the Father who sent me and commanded me what to say and how to say it. I know his command leads to eternal life, so whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. And we read in our passage tonight that um, Jesus said, well, it said that Jesus knew the Father had put all things under his power, and he knew that he had come from God, and he knew that he was going back to God. And with this full knowing, this full knowing um, that he has the power of God, and that he is um, embodying the character of God, he rises from the table, he lays aside his garments, he picks up a towel, and he begins to wash the feet of his disciples. Literally the most humbling action that could happen. And it was an expression of his love. It represented his character and the Father's character. And this washing of the disciples' feet was this pivotal moment because never before had a master washed the feet of those that were following him. And so tonight, as you have your hands or your feet washed, I'd encourage you to do so knowing that Jesus first did this to the disciples. This absurd, kind of intimate, awkward thing that they felt uncomfortable about. And that revealed um, the nature of Jesus and of God, that he was close to the details and the dirt of us. Do so knowing that Jesus is the son whose relationship with the Father shows us what it is to be in relationship with the Father. He, his, um, I guess, the way he lives, um, having lived out that knowledge of, of the Father's love for him, um, is a way for us to understand what it means to be um, Jesus' brother and, and God's children. And so come and have your feet washed or your hands washed, um, and do so um, remembering the love of God and the way that was displayed in Jesus. So that's kind of the first part, the receiving part. And then the second part is The giving. So the second inv- invitation I'd extend to you is um, to come and um, be someone that washes another person's hands or feet, and to know that when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, he called them to do the same, and that this wasn't um, about like hygiene, like, hey guys, um, I'm going to go now, but you really need to have good foot hygiene because I'm out of <laughs> here, um, but this was about this kind of... <laughs> Um, this is about this kind of mysterious act of our, us participating in sharing the love and forgiveness that God offers to the world. Of washing away where the feet have been and what the, the hands have done. And as you do this for someone else, remember Jesus' call to you. That Jesus... Um, extended his love to you, extended forgiveness to you, and invites you to live in that same love and forgiveness towards your brothers and sisters. Jesus invites us to be part of this family, invites us to be in the kind of relationship of love that's in the Trinity, and as brothers and sisters to practice this love amongst one another. And so that's actually all I'm going to say tonight, so we have um, some space to do this. I'm going to invite the crew who are leading worship to come up and and get ready. And I'll just explain a little bit how um, I see the foot washing, hand washing gig playing out. So um, on this side of the room, we have some little basins on the long um, table. And I'd encourage you to sit down um, to have your hands washed. And the person that washes your hands will kind of stand on the other side. And we were talking about this earlier and about the beauty of just kind of being across from someone and the kind of awkwardness of like, oh, hi, and here we are. Um, but just embrace that and see what God says to you in that. Um, so that's over there. And then over here we have some basins um, for foot washing. And what I'm going to suggest is that you um, just like buddy up with the person next to you. And at some point during worship, one of you, the, the more bold of the two of you says, hey, remember that thing? Okay, yeah, should we do, okay, should be hands or feet? Oh, okay, you've, you've got sandals on. Okay, it's feet. And just head over and um, yeah, just make it happen. And there'll be people at the cross um, who, if you want to kind of pray, um, pray through this a bit more, there'll be people there that would love um, to pray with you. And it's going to be silly and it's going to be um, surprising. But yeah, be blessed by that. Um, be blessed by the, um, the awkwardness and the intimacy and the absurdity of the love of Jesus um, that this all symbolizes.